Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to Jules and Jim's Joyride. Wind the cranking handle, start the engine, and prepare yourself for a joyride. Here we go again, happy as can be. Our guest today is also known as the Gorgon, the Mesopotamian Miracle, the Human Sponge, Mr Giggleswick, and <laughs> the Saucy Sod. Here's, of course, the award-winning artist, Martin Creed. Artist, musician. Oh, and musician, and yes, musician. Yes, exactly, all-round incredible All-rounder. Yes, mar- marvellous that he, we've got you here today, Martin, a leading Thanks. artist. Actually, we were just talking about your breakfast before we yeah. have anything, because often, to test the microphones, to test the level, we'll often say... What did you have for breakfast? So often yeah. when the Prime Minister's being interviewed, they'll say to what you off camera, what did you have for breakfast? Sugar just, puffs. I, I don't know, but just to get, just to get a level. But, <laughs> Sugar puffs and some Ribena. <laughs> but, but, but Martin, you, you did have an interesting breakfast. Uh, yeah, well, it was, it was um, spinach, which was put in the microwave. Oh. Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Controversial. <laughs> and, uh, there's microwaved spinach and also eggs. Yeah. Uh, which were all and scrambled, so which were also thing? actually microwaved as well. A regular thing, a regular event, a, an I, adventurous breakfast. I it is adventurous, but it's very nice. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I always try and have a green thing with two eggs. A green thing, though, you say. No, not a green, a green thing. So it could be a turtle <laughs> or terrapin or something. Are you a transport person? I mean, you, you get around, you've travelled the world and had installations all over the world. Aye. I, I like... Tra- I do like... I think I like travelling. Because I think when you're travelling, often you feel like a great potential... You know, it feels like you're doing something. It's great hope. You're all, you know, you're in between. You're saying there's always hope for the future when you're travelling, you know, because you're all, you know... Rather than just arriving or leaving. But you like, do you like driving? What's that little car you've like, got? I've seen you know, a car. Is it a Micra? <laughs> it's a Panda. A Panda. And a it's an Fiat, old one, isn't it? Fiat Panda. You know, not to be confused with a, pan, like a, a police Panda car. Yeah. I bought that car to learn to drive in. God, I really like it. When? when? Well, but that was the thing. I didn't learn to drive until I was... Uh, but, th- you know, late 30s or 40s. And you got that, like, that car that, that's... And it, which is also full of tissues, <laughs> of lies, or, or of... <laughs> it is. A, I was I was astonished that it, that many tissues could be fitted into a footwell and passenger seat. What is the purpose of the of the multi tissued? The tissues are wet wipes, and it predates the COVID thing. You know, <laughs> I got addicted to washing my hands. You know, as a thing to do. <laughs> As I look back on it, I feel like it was when I gave up smoking. That I, I used to smoke a huge amount, and when I gave up smoking, I think I took up 
hand washing. Wet wipes. Oh, mm. just wet wipes. Aye, wet wipes. And, and I feel like it's the same thing because like, you, you've got a packet yeah. in your pocket. And you can always finish round off a meal with a nice wet wipe. <laughs> <laughs> or, or sex or whatever. The... But also, I think the thing about wet wipes is that because if you, if you throw a wet wipe in the air, yeah. it, you know, it behaves a bit like smoke. It kind of wisps. Yes. <laughs> wisps. Yes. Down. You know, and so the ha- and and I feel like I like that about smoking. When I smoke, used to smoke, I used. So to, is that, is know, that what you were the, looking for? The, 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 the I like cloud. that. I love that. I love being in places. I mean, for a long time, if I saw <clears> people smoking in the street, I'd bring them into my house <laughs> to create a beautiful cloud. I love that, that cloud. cloud. Yeah, yeah, magical yeah. sort of Gandolfian like cloud. In a pub, when you sit, you know, early morning with the sun shining through and a thin layer of s- cigarette smoke. <laughs> yes, that's a nice look. But as you said, you know, like when you do throw a wet wipe up in the air, it can create an image of smoke. Right. But you can do the same thing. With a carrier bag and a hairdryer. <laughs> How does that? Oh, oh, I see. What the you carrier bag? Yeah, yeah, and just have a, a hairdryer and blow it up into yes. the air. Although I, I suppose it's quite. Whereas a cigarette smoke is quite relaxing to look at. The noise of the hairdryer and the buffeting of the of the of the bag, which would sound like sort of thunder, wouldn't be quite so relaxing, would it? I suppose. What car did you learn to drive in? Um, <laughs> a Renault Four. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, my dad had one, and it had a, a gear stick in the dashboard. It had a very continental approach. The French were going, let's have an unusual gear stick in a strange place. Yes. So it was like stuck out of the Aye. clock. And somebody and then, told me that was because, oh no, the French roads, you have to have a gear stick there, because of the French roads, you see. Really? What, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know what that meant, really, but Does I went that, are you know, like two, two <laughs> you, C, you know the two CVs, and they said they were designed for, to drive up and down ploughed fields. Do yes. you believe that? No. Nah. I mean, why would you want it? If you were, if you were ploughing a field, you'd get in a tractor, not in a two CV. That's right. But going back to your your, but you you know the journey because in the journey, once Aye. you're on the journey, you were there was a there was an idea that something you didn't know quite know what was Aye. going to, to 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 happen. When I was sixteen, no, when I was fifteen, I had this friend that was Polish, and I was just getting into art, or what gets called art, and because of his Polish relatives, we went in this art course in Poland in Krakow. Oh. Krakow, Krakow. Had you ever been to anywhere to Poland before when you were age 16, anywhere like that? No, no. Mm. I mean, I'd been to Germany a bit. Cause mm. When I was growing up, we used to go to Germany a lot because my mum's German. Mm. So, uh, but we'd, I, mean, I never on an aeroplane. I never went on an aeroplane. How did you get to Germany? Car and you train. <laughs> car. We used to drive down to... Harwich or one of those places. Oh, I'm getting a ferry. Over to Holland. And where were they in Germany? Where was your mother's family? They were in uh, Hanover. It's quite a long way to drive. Did you well, stop on the well, way? I don't remember that. I just remember being there. I don't. I just think that we might, you know, because I didn't fly until I was in my twenties. I remember the first place I ever flew to was Milan, when I was about twenty-six. So when you went to, so going back to when you went to Krakow. To, Aye, with your, so we went by train, that was... Age 16. Aye, 15 in fact. 15. I remember the train that went all, you know, on the the boat train, they called it, that went over and then it went... Was this on a ferry as well? Aye, the ferry. And it, and that's then, across the North Sea, so that must have been, that's yeah, rough, isn't it? Yeah, and then from Holland, and then I remember when it got to Berlin, and Berlin at that time was split east and west, Berlin. And then when it, when it crossed into the Eastern Bloc, the train then suddenly... Got really slow. And did you? Did and the, you know? And the whole thing took about two days. And once you got into the eastern part, did people come around and have to check your passport ah, and all you of know, that? And like, yeah. Guards and There's it. a friend of mine called Axel Swingenberger who is the leading yeah. boogie woogie pianist. That's his real name. The leading boogie woogie pianist of Germany. Yeah. 
It was a railway enthusiast. He owns a he owns a locomotive. And one he, and I'd done lots of shows with him over the years, and after knowing him for some years, I said, by the way, Axel, do you have any carriages to go with your locomotive? And he said, yes, I do. I said, how many do you have? He said, I've got about 40. <laughs> 40 carriages? He has. He's got 40 What, that he travels around Germany? No, he keeps them in a sidings in the old East Germany because it was cheap. It was cheap. Anyway, one of them, which he's doing up at the moment, which is his best, because I said, what's your best carriage? It was a carriage that was owned originally. It was a restaurant car. It was then converted in in the 1930s. It was then converted and used by the Nazis because it was so grand. And then after the war, the Americans had it for a little bit. And then the East Germans had it and they used it for their top officials to be moved around it. Anyway, he's restoring it. And in the process of restoring this uh, train, he's taken the wooden panelling off and they found on, the, on this one carriage they found 14 microphones where the Stasi were listening to their own top <laughs> officials to see what they had to say. And in the restoration, his big question was in the restoration of the train, do you then include, you know, do you restore it with the microphones yeah, sort of back of in you there? Yeah, do. Because that's the story, isn't it? So he's wow. Germany's number one boogie-woogie pianist. Yes, in Germany. <laughs> and did you announce yourself as Britain's number one? Yes, and then we have a playoff. <laughs> and and people like that. You know. And you all meet together. Yes. All the countries in the yes, world. Yes. The leading boogie-woogie pianist. Yeah, we do. Seamus O'Boogie yeah. from Ireland. Yes, yeah, yeah. But so, Martin, um, going back to your journey, because I like aye. this journey, I was only interjecting that to, to give a, a taste aye. of what the railways that seems might very... have been, you know, in, in, that, in those Cold War days. So there you are in the Cold War. Aye. You've crossed the border with your friends. You're only 15 on the train. I I just about the train journey. I just remember socks a lot. You know, kind of socks. You know, what, like, on the train. Because <laughs> like you know, because the the carriages. You know those European carriages that convert from being upright seats. The seats all slide down, and it becomes like a sleeper. And then I just remember big guys with socks, and you go in, and there'd be like all these socks oh. everywhere, smelling. So they're just dangling the socks. What, they just chucked the socks off and got into bed? <laughs> I don't know, I remember the socks. And then I, and then when we got to Poland, we got to Warsaw before crack, and then Poland was under martial law then. It was like, it was really serious, kind of like. We'd always heard about these steelworks. You know how... They had all these steelworks, big industry, heavy yeah. industry, and 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 um, we thought it'd be brilliant to go to the steelworks and take photographs, and that's what we did, and we got arrested. But hold we weren't on. allowed to but, take but, photographs. But you would, but when you say, I mean, I would think it's quite fun to take photographs of large industrial buildings, but it's pretty <laughs> unusual. I mean, I don't mind doing that, <laughs> but it's not everybody's sort of thing. I mean, why did you want to do that? What was your reason for doing that? I don't know. That? I think we were, because we were, we were basically art students that, you know, we'd read about, uh, you know, Polish, you know, artists and maybe it was kind of like the, like, you know, those big kind of, po- like the Russian, like the Russian art where they, the the idealised the workers and Eisenstein factories yes and and there's a workers victorious muscular workers happy in their work and Uh, maybe I'd seen in history books this kind it must have been that I'd seen all these kind of um, Russian paintings or or Eastern block and I don't know I must like that's can be the only reason why we wanted to go to the steelworks at the end of the tram lines and. But they do look, there is something, I think, that big industrial buildings like that are sort of fascinating. But the authorities thought otherwise. So what happened? Right, so we got arrested by the police. And then we, because you weren't allowed to take, because it was because they thought we were spies, you know. 
we just get taken to this police station. We get um, interrogated in Polish. <laughs> yeah, no one could speak English. They took the, they did that thing that they do where they take the film out of the camera, flamboyantly throw it across the flourish. Well, you, was, were you very frightened? Do you think? Oh, wait a minute, they might be. I was frightened when we were put in the back of the car. Then I was frightened when we got arrested. I was frightened, but then when we were at the police station. And then they took the film out, and then they and then we were left in this room, and when they and then they came back, they'd obviously decided that we were just kids, that we were. And I remember then they brought cherries. They brought. <laughs> <laughs> he came back with a plate of cherries, and I now r- r- later I understood that cherries are the, uh, that's the ultimate sign. You know, it's like a, a sign a, of a, forgiveness. A, I, <laughs> and then you handed over a lemon, and, and they were all friends forever. Do you still see them at Christmas night? <laughs> <laughs> but then it was all okay. Good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But after that, so Martin, that was a train journey. Then I, you got how about? But then did you get into some car journeys? Well, I was well. It was only later, you know, that I learned to drive because when I was when I was a, when I was about fifteen, sixteen, whenever you're allowed to learn to drive, is it sixteen or seventeen? I um, think it's seventeen now, isn't it? Because I was always the younger of my year at school, so all of my friends learned to drive before me, and consequently. I didn't want to learn to drive. So I was like, I'm not a driver, you know. <laughs> Some people I'm aren't. Poet, think, you can usually you know? tell a driver. Yeah, driving. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm into yeah. art. And... Yeah. No, I would. If, if I had to, <laughs> if you had a lineup, you know, like a police lineup, and said which one of these is the non-driver, I'd probably. If you were in that lineup, I'd say he's the non-driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, I didn't want to be a driver. Well, you don't yeah. have to be. Well, <laughs> well, not anymore because. But then later. I started learning to drive when I was about 40 so and I always remember my therapist saying yeah you know like taking control you know getting behind the wheel of your life oh taking control you know, but behind the meta, using yeah, the yeah, car the as a metaphor yeah 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 absolutely we haven't had that before that's right <laughs> yeah. your car, your life is a car you're taking control yeah. you'll get your, your what sort of interior have you got yeah. without being personal you know yeah. all of those things yeah. yeah now what's your performance like it doesn't matter we're just here to get from, yeah are you what car ah, well alright let's, let's think about this if we were a car <clears> or a vehicle oh, yeah. what vehicle what vehicle would we be? Well, well mine would be multifaceted, and yes. also it would be that to carry heavy loads. Yes. One, uh, 
It have different names. Well, yeah, different, a, a few different a, a one names. that morphs, a, a morphic. <laughs> I don't think there is one, but a multi multi purpose vehicle. Mm. I think. I think I'd be a Mark Ten Jag, slightly overweight, um, <laughs> L- low and nice, flat, nice, low and flat, quite nice looking, not particularly reliable, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but, but quite agreeable and, and uh, thirsty. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> very thirsty. <laughs> yeah, but I I'd definitely. I think fear, you are. Fear, you know the car that you've got. You would be a fan. You are your car. I would. I. Because yeah. I loved it, but I think of it. I, I think, think if of I it was like a piece of clothing. Yes. And I loved with the panda. Yeah. I still don't really like being in bigger cars because I like it that you're, you know, you, I can feel the ceiling on my head, and I can feel yeah. the door on my arm, and the you know you're like you're like you're wearing it. Uh, did, well, one of your really great works was the. Um, uh, I think it's in New Zealand. Everything's going to be all right. Right. Installed in New Zealand. Now, to get to New Zealand, that's a long... You know, okay, you can't drive there. No. And you can't go by train. No. I definitely flew there. And I like... I get really into flying after... Although... I remember once I went to Australia for one night. Wow. What, from Britain? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> I had to go there on a, you know, they call it a site visit. Yeah. To visit this museum, and I was like, oh, I just, oh, I don't want to go, you know. But, <clears throat> but one of the things about travelling that I don't, that I've always thought is better to, I, I if I do a show and things, I often get very depressed. I, if I stay around after, it's better to get moving. Yes. Quickly, because you can get yeah. really stuck in the mud. Again, and then the moving helps to bring the positivity. Again. Yeah, yeah. And that's the good thing about travelling, because I think I'm an, I naturally get stuck in the mud at home. I'm a bit of a, I'm like a hoarder, and I, you know, I get, I get, I control my, you know, I've got my things where I want them, and it can get really stuck, and I, th- I feel that's unhealthy for me. So, if I'm out. If I'm travelling, you know, it's I don't own my place. I have to leave, you know, the if I've, you know, I, I'm quite polite, so I leave it in a relatively clean. Do you tidy? Do you, do you completely <laughs> clean your own hotel room when you're finished? <laughs> well, I don't like cleaners in. I don't. I, never I, don't, I can I never understand. In. What in a hotel room? I'm, I'm always astonished at how people leave hotel rooms. I'd go on tour with Bob, quite often, and I would keep my hotel room. Very clean, spotless. Make the bed the next day. Within five minutes of getting into a hotel room, like Bob would rip all the sheets off, (laughs) empty his suitcase on the floor, knock the kettle over, and everything. And it would be an absolute (laughs) trash mount in within five minutes. But when you make, when you say make the bed, you you, that that might be a mistake because then see Martin and I might be the next guest in the hotel where you've made the bed. They'll see the beds made, assume the room's been done, and then we get in your dirty sheets. Well, we I'm don't sure, want no, that. They do wouldn't we? make it. I just don't <laughs> like seeing an unmade bed. I don't like the look of it. Who does? I went into. I was in a hotel in um, in France once at the Cannes Film Festival, and they, when I got shown to my room, they said. Brad Pitt was in there half an hour ago. He's just left. And I was thinking, have you had time to change the sheets then? Because I don't want to get into Brad Pitt's dirt. <laughs> that is showbiz gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you went to Australia, Martin, for one night. Aye. One night. It's a long journey. That is a long journey. Aye. And I suppose that was because of the fear of getting stuck and, mm. you know. And then you, um, when did you go after you left Australia? Back to London. Wow. Aye. That's a long journey, isn't it? People say it takes, for every one hour of time difference, they say you need one day 
to to acclimatize. So if you go to somewhere where there's a five hour time difference, you need five days to get over the to start feeling just normal. I think that yeah. might be an exaggeration though, because I tour in Europe a lot, and oh, once yeah. you're driven over. You know, really? you don't, you know, you don't really notice that there's only an hour. But well, that's driving, right. so you can take it you're slowly going oh, I through see. You time. Just become, yes. But so you say During it's five time. days to get over. So if you go lag. to New York, you yeah. need five days to get over the jet lag. Is that the it's amount? It's just of, a theory. So the yeah, amount no, of I hours. Know, yeah. I'm not. The I don't amount of hours stand, it takes. I don't to, stand behind this theory. As but a, no, no, exactly. <laughs> it's just, you know, just a pro, no, It's interesting to know the theory, uh, though. That's like it's like they say if you have a relationship. But. And it finishes, so it's ten years. It takes oh, yeah, ten minutes long. to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> that long. <laughs> and now a message from our sponsors. I've just started keeping snakes. Cobras? No, it's true. I've started keeping cattle. Bullocks? No, it's true. If you'd like to keep a pet, then why not try Critter's Pet Shop in Sydenham? But I reckon you're a cyclist. Do you? Are you a cyclist? I am a cyclist. But yeah, you, because you, you've got the look. Once again, if there was a lineup, <laughs> said, what, what does that bloke do? I say it's either a cycle or a rowing boat. I, but I'd have my money on a cyclist. What, what style of cycle have you got? I've got a Brompton. Oh yeah. I and I, and it's and it is great. The Brompton. Is that the little one? The it's the one that one? folds up. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, uh, the Brompton is a great. Very Thunderbirds, because where do you put? Where do you fold it in? Where do you take it on the train? On the well, that's the well, well, it's good because you can go out on your bike, and then you can get a taxi home. Mm. You know, you can, you know, because that's the thing. I think the freedom of. I mean, I think that's the good thing about driving is that is is if you you know the fact that you can just change direction. You know, it's more difficult on a train or an aeroplane to. Yes. But on a and then the bicycle is the ultimate one. I think for that. Which is why I think you know cyclists get a hard time sometimes from drivers because they because the cyclist can just change direction, go oh, up on the pavement. And, also, I think that's know. right, and the cyclist doesn't think the rules apply to them. I mean, when I <laughs> cycle through, I, I when I'm in a again on tour, I always get bicycles. I was in Hanover actually, and I'm trundling along through the main shopping street, and suddenly all these people are shouting at me. There's no cycling. And they're very good at sort of obeying the rules there. So, you know, yeah. I just don't know when, you know, I mean... I'm, what did you do? Give them the finger and said, I'm British, I don't no, care. No, I, I sort of wasn't sure. So I got off my bike and pushed it for a little bit and yeah. then got a bit confused. But is that, is that yeah, or would you have got in trouble for just simply having a bike there? No, no, I think, the, but that's the thing. Most European cities are much easier to cycle around. I've had I, to, I used to I cycle a lot. The, and, uh, here's a couple of interesting stories. <laughs> I'd about, I lived in Brixton. I used to go and cycle into the middle of London to work there. And I, I used to chain my bike up to a tree outside our house. Someone then one day sawed the tree down and nicked the bike. <laughs> but it was a big tree as well. They actually took oh, really? quite a bit of effort to saw the tree down. It was a very get, good bike. Not really, no. I I was on. I had, I've always had incidents on Millbank. Oh, it yeah. seems when, with cycling. Bikes? Yeah, I was uh, an, a, a a famous politician knocked me over off my bike once. Would you be prepared to name names? <sighs> Do you know what? I, I I can't remember. I think it was Douglas Hurd. <laughs> Do you know you got? I recognise him because of his ice cream shaped hair. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Douglas Hurd. And uh, another time I was on. But, but hang on. on but, but let's just go back. You saying that the Home Secretary yeah. was just knocked you off your bike? Yeah, he, he swerved. He swerved round. Well, he didn't. His driver swerved round a corner. Oh yeah, he's driving. And I just went into the and over the back of his boot. 
And what did the... <laughs> but, but he would have been his home secretary, so he would have had a security detail. Did they not sort of pin you to the ground as a suspected... No, it wasn't. Of... It was their fault. He just, he just cut me up and, and I just went over... My bike hit the back of his car. So did they his stop? limousine. Did they stop? No, this carried on. He just, I just saw him giving me the finger out of his window. But <laughs> <laughs> ice cream hair bobbing around at him. Yeah. Sort of and, uh, left you for dead on the side of the road. Another time I was on Millbank, I was riding along on my bike and I saw Bing Crosby in the back of a, a Rover P5 Bing. <laughs> and I that fell off onto a Chelsea pensioner and knocked his sandwich out of his hand. Really? <laughs> I, it's all, it's isn't it? incredible, isn't it? Aye. We, I, but I grew up going on family cycling holidays, actually. Oh, what sort of distance? Well, long, like up through, like, you know, the, the west coast of Scotland, from Glasgow. Where Loch we, Lomond. Like, I up, but then right around the west coast, up to, you know, John O'Groats and down, like, oh. big loop. So the whole Cy- family would go? Aye, cycling like 50 miles a day, staying in wow. youth hostels and... I just be it was raining all it'd just be raining all the And that time. was your summer holidays. Aye. I was like I was between it was like eight, nine, ten years old, eleven, ten what, what do you wear when you're cycling? You mean nowadays? Well both or? really, I suppose, yes. Yeah. Well, what did you start <clears throat> off and, and you know, <laughs> what did it evolved into? Well then I remember perhaps being encouraged to wear some sort of cagoule <laughs> you know because of the rain but then I always thought it was silly because you just get wet you know it all kind of seeps in anyway you may as well just wear you know like you that's know, a great shorts and mm. you know as long as you're warm enough exactly that's but a nowadays, great holiday though isn't it cycling how did you feel if you're eight and, and I mean I liked it your mum and dad say right we're off on holiday now get, <laughs> get your cagoule out and your bike and start pedalling it did seem like quite hard work sometimes well, it would be but nowadays, but, how, how do you would you wear for your cycling? Well, now I well I like the idea of wearing exactly this of not changing your clothes at all. So if you're going out some special fancy do, to be able to wear the same clothes for cycling as at the fancy do. So you're wearing a dinner jacket then, <laughs> or a ball gown on, the, on your on your cycle. Well, I don't know if it. I do like I know I like seeing a guy in a suit yeah with one cycle clip still on that he's forgotten about or maybe but just on the just on the chain side because <laughs> that was the point oh, yeah. of it wasn't it yeah. Yeah. protect your protect your protect right, your turn up from the chain getting trapped in the chain that's right I in fact yeah especially when they have you know um, I mean Jim the other day appeared in some fantastic trousers that that were right. Which, with a turn up, which I would say was as the, the trousers were, the, were, the, were maybe wider than your shoes. Yeah, it was acres of oh, really? tweed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That, with something like that, you definitely need bicycle clips. Mm. Several, yeah. actually, on those trousers. Yeah. <laughs> I cycled from Brixton to Brighton once, and uh, uh, it was so hot and I was so knackered when I got there. I fell asleep on the beach with my top off and got so horribly sunburned that I. Um, I had to lie in, in bed with my feet up on a box for like days on end because I couldn't bear anything touching me. Oh. And, uh, and all the skin peeled off. Oh, yeah. I thought it was quite a good idea to, like, to get a mannequin and take all the skin off and apply it to the mannequins to see if I had a full body full of skin that I could peel off. What a lovely thought, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. great. Silence of the lambs. <laughs> 
Martin, when you won the Turner Prize, what were you picked uh, up in? Was it an Austin Princess limousine? A, <laughs> a, a, a uh, what, what did they have? When I, when I won the Turner Prize, I was actually staying in a hotel because I'd moved away. I've lived in London all my life since I went to art school. In London, I came from Scotland to go to art school and then uh, I lived in London until I moved to Italy for five years. And that was when the Turner Prize happened. And so I was came. I tra- travelled back to st- and I stayed in a hotel just behind the Tate. No. Oh. Britain, as it's called, Tate Gallery, Tate Britain, on Millbank in London. And oh. uh, so I just walked. So I didn't get picked up. Mm. In fact, I walked from the hotel. It's the only hotel I've ever had something stolen from. Was that hotel actually? I had a I had a mini disc player. Stolen. <laughs> How was it? Which stuff? offset the that offset the prize money? And <laughs> <laughs> not really huge event like that. They're completely marred by the <laughs> removal of a mini disc player. <laughs> and of course, the mini discs now. I mean, that's so rare. Nobody. That's like a that's like a Betamax tape player. Right, I know. Never, never, another another one that never caught on. And cassettes are back now. But the whole point of the cassette was there's an example of the early way that people wanted to hear music as when they were travelling. Aye. Because you couldn't before yeah. then. You couldn't, you know. I did, have a, I did have a car that had a record player in it, but it really didn't work very well at all. <laughs> you play singles and you had to be parked. Yeah. And it was rubbish. <laughs> My first car had a wank cylinder in it. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, Martin, what a delight it's been to find out uh, all those stories about cycling and day trips to Australia. Day trips to Australia and and travelling during the Cold War under the age of 16 and being arrested. What a drama. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, thank well, you very much. And how fantastic that one of your great artworks is called Everything's Going to Be All Right. My last question is this. Did you think, if you think it will be, it'll help it be? Aye, absolutely. I do. I, f- I, d- I very much believe that. Well, <laughs> unfold your bike and clear off. Get your, <laughs> take the Brompton out of your pocket and I've hop got, it. There's a Mercedes parked outside. Wait, there's a guy waiting. Oh, you've, you've yeah. ruined the, the image yeah. now. <laughs> there goes Martin, lovely artist Martin Creed, uh, looking forward to arriving at his next destination. That's right, enjoying the journey as much as he's enjoyed the, the being with us. Yeah. Maybe more. This podcast was produced and edited by Molly Stewart. Sound engineers with James Stewart and George Latham. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.